Hey y'all, hey y'all. I'm Ash. And I'm Soph. And, and we're, we're the, the Travel Brats. Brats. Welcome to our podcast. We've been putting the brat in travel. Since 2020. And we're just getting started. From hidden gems to world-class travel. We've been sharing travel hot and not destinations from a bird's eye view and a party of, of two. So what's on the itinerary today? Hey, 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 Travel Brats. What's up? It's Soph coming to you live from the great state of Colorado. It's dry up here. It's sunny. The weather is beautiful. And it's a totally awesome, different change from Florida. And I'm so excited to be up here. If you guys um, didn't know, over the last couple episodes, I've kind of been um, hinting at an upcoming trip that I was taking with my new husband, Mike. Um, All around, we couldn't figure out what we wanted to do. So we decided that we were just going to do all of it. And we started our amazing trip with a flight out to Denver, Colorado. And we are in Colorado for two weeks. So I wanted to talk about the first half of our trip in an episode called A Long Weekend and Trails and Trials. So we've been out here since last uh gosh about a week last wednesday it's tuesday um and i just wanted to let you guys know what we've been up to so far because i was thinking and if we waited till the end of this honeymoon to do all the segments um i would not be able to keep up (laughs) so i'm going to tell you guys about our crazy weekend um in the last couple days that we've been in colorado So we flew in Wednesday, August 24th, uh, into Denver. Denver Airport's awesome. It's easy. It's clean. It's big. It's so organized. I love it. Um, And we basically drove to my aunt Susie's house. She lives in Boulder. Had dinner with some friends at an amazing restaurant called The Mountain Sun. Um, If you guys haven't been there, it's one of Boulder's best, best like bar food restaurants but the beer is amazing the burgers are amazing i always get a chicken sandwich with blue cheese spicy chicken sandwich with blue cheese their nachos are great all the above so you could we kind of just took it easy we flew in we got to her house we had dinner with some friends we sat in her awesome roof jacuzzi and we were like we've made it thursday we decided to drive up into the mountains uh we were going to spend the weekend in the mountains because we were going to come back like today to pick up my aunt from the airport and then all this family was coming in um and we were gonna have birthday party for my brother and we were gonna have a bunch of family time so we're like okay let's get our alone time first and we were just so excited to hike Uh, mike and i love hiking if you guys listen to our fourth of july episode we did some awesome hikes up in colorado last year around fourth of july so we were like let's do this we're gonna go on an adventure so we drive up to the mountains on august 25th um and we stopped at a Mount Evans. We stopped at Mount Evans. It's one of the 14ers. And if you guys don't know what a 14er is, it's elevation above 14,000 feet. So Colorado has quite a few. Um, this one is, it, to be exact, it was 14,272 feet. And it was an interesting trip. We So basically, you got to pay for parking ahead of time. So we paid for the parking and we drove kind of up the mountain. It's a lot of driving. And then you can stop at little trails and hike along the way. There's rest stops, bathrooms, all that. And it was kind of hailing on our way up. So it was interesting to drive slow through the hail. But it kind of worked out the timing wise, um, worked out well, because when we were in the car, it was hailing. And then when we seemed to like get to the final stop, it would stop hailing. So we hiked around the top. Um, once you get to the top of Mount Evans, like the peak, you can hike like 
probably half a mile up to the very top and then you can go to the right where there's like this cool little indian castle pueblo um i apologies native american <laughs> native american castle pueblo and then you can go to the right a little bit and just kind of explore and kind of get the full 360 of all the views around the top there and it's beautiful it was freezing when we were up there it just depends on the weather and the day we were there later in the afternoon uh just a note if you guys go hiking in colorado Later in the afternoon is not the best idea. Morning hikes are better if you can get yourself out of bed because a lot of times it'll start to rain or hail later in the day. And you just never want to be stuck when the sun's starting to go down um, later on the mountain. So that's just a little tip. Mount Evans was amazing. So we explored all around Mount Evans. um, And then we drove down to check out some of the different trails. And we stopped halfway down the mountain maybe. Went on another fun little trail, climbed some rocks, took some cool pics, and the the views were spectacular. We actually saw mountain goats driving down, um, and uh, at this point, it's getting kind of toward the end of the day. It's like four thirty, five o'clock, and uh, we get a text from my aunt. She's like, we were driving up to our family's condo in Copper Mountain. And we were going to stay there and then do all the hikes around there. And she said, hey, the boiler's out, so I don't know if it'll be super warm in the condo. So we were like, oh, we better, like, do something to warm us up before we head over to the condo. Um, And this is just a tip on hiking, guys. I would recommend that you really pack layers in your bag uh, because, you. I mean, you can be in shorts one second and then you get, you know, closer to the top and it's freezing or clouds come in and the sun's gone and it automatically becomes, like, 10, 15 degrees colder. And so you're like, I wish I was wearing leggings and I had like a jacket on. So just make sure you pack all that stuff in your pack um, and always bring a rain jacket. And I love ball caps in case, you know, you do have hail and you want to keep that away from your face. Uh, But anyway, so we get toward the uh, bottom of Mount Evans and we're in the area now of like the Rocky Mountains called Idaho Springs. And so we're like, we need to warm up because we're going to get to the condo and it's going to be cool and we're going to have to sleep. And we're going to be all chilly from the hike and it's going to be cold in the, in the condo. So they have a hot springs in Idaho Springs. It's called Indian Hot Springs. And again, all this stuff will be linked in my little uh, agenda that I share with you guys with the episode. But it's called Indian Hot Springs and it's this really neat cave Um cave like jacuzzi hot springs they also have jacuzzis they also have a pool that stuff is more outdoor and it's more like mm, basic if you want to say that but it's still spring water but it's kind of like jumping in a regular pool or jacuzzi so we were like okay yeah yeah let's do the cave so we did the caves and oh my gosh it was like they said it can be between 110 and 120 degrees normally it's like 110 to 115 um separate caves clothing's optional so if you don't like naked people, this probably isn't the one for you because it's it's not like out in the public. Um, so we went in these caves and Mike went in the men's and I went in the women's and um, it was, I mean, I didn't last more than like 20 minutes. It was so hot. Um, I actually met these girls from New York that were doing a cross country road trip. So that was pretty cool. Um, but like after 20 minutes, you, you got to remember that it's a jacuzzi, but it's also like a sauna since you're in an enclosed cave. So I could hardly breathe, and I was like, okay. So we were all warmed up, and then we were on back in the car on our way to Copper, and we were starving because we hadn't eaten a real meal all day. So we stopped in um, Silver. We stopped at Silver uh, Heels, Kimosabi Silver Heels, 
It's an awesome restaurant. It's actually in a little town called Frisco. It's like 10 minutes away from Copper. And we got, oh, we got sushi, fried rice with steak, and mochi for dessert. And it was so good. It's like this awesome Asian fusion restaurant. Um, Their green tea, too, was great, and that really warmed us up. So if you guys are looking for a really good restaurant um, and you like Asian food, this one is, like, awesome mix. It also has bar food there. They just, they do this great job of just like all the amazing food mixing it together so we ate at silver heels kimosabi silver heels and then um, we got to the condo went to sleep friday august 26th we got up and we were all ready we were like here goes like our big weekend of hiking and uh we had decided what we wanted to do we wanted to drive to there's a town called dylan so there's like copper and then just before copper's frisco just before Frisco's like Dylan. And so we went to Dylan. They were having a farmer's market Friday morning. And we're like, we're going to go to the farmer's market. We're going to get breakfast. You know, we're going to get a little bit of snacks. And then we're going to go on this adventurous, long, six-hour hike. So we went to Dylan. We got these awesome empanadas. And um, we got tea and coffee. And we had a good breakfast. And then we were like, all right. On to our adventure. So just around Dylan um, is a a place called Ptarmigan Mountain. And it's also Ptarmigan Peak Wilderness. It has a summit and there's a specific hike called Ptarmigan Mountain. And so I was so excited about this. And I'm now going to tell you guys the craziest story ever to me. Ha ha. And first, I'll start with a little bit of background. So, Ptarmigan Peak is the highest summit of the South Williams Fork Mountains range in the Rocky Mountains of North America. The peak is north of Dillon, Colorado, like I said, in the White River National Forest. There's a book that we got this hike from, and it's called Summit Hiker by Mary Ellen Gillen. So, some of this information is where we found it. And I'm going to tell you, (laughs) I'm going to basically kind of explain to you what she wrote down in the book. And I imagine this book was put out a while ago so i'm gonna tell you how we maybe screwed it up six hour hike 4.6 miles to the peak elevation gain 3098 feet rating more difficult it's open in late june to mid september and um this was the review of it so we were like all right it's not too long it's not too short we can definitely do this (laughs) so we start on this hike You go up this really steep kind of zigzag path at the very beginning. It's very obvious where you're going. There's only one path. Then once you get to the top, you kind of traverse across a little road and jump back on the other path. Um, And then you keep going. You go through this little forest for like not even half a mile. It's real short. And then once you get out of the forest, the book said that there was going to be two trails. And it's a loop. So you take the long, beautiful, scenic route up and then you take the shorter route down so we get to the place where that's supposed to happen and there's three trails (laughs) and it said take the trail on the left so there's a trail on the left trail in the middle and the trail on the right so at this point we're like um okay well we should just take the trail on the left and maybe the middle one is the way down so we take the trail on the left we walk through a forest we can keep going downward which we're like at this point like oh maybe this isn't right but maybe we're about to start going up so we're in the forest and then we get to this gate And the gate is like, no trespassing. So we're like, okay, let's go right and go back around. So we end up going through this like pointless field. There's some decent views, but we're like basically lost in this field. There's a bunch of horse poop everywhere. 
um, horse poop or like by a farm. Um, so then we get back eventually after like an hour and a half of kind of mindless wandering, we, we get back to the fork where there's the three trails and we're like, oh, okay, that wasn't right. So definitely we should take the middle trail. So we take the middle trail and we go up and, uh, we get, it's this beautiful hike. It's, it's the right way that we were supposed to go. So we keep walking up. We see a few people along the way. There's these two giant moose that people are telling us about. Um, but by the time we got up there, uh, they were already gone into the brush, but we kept going up and, uh, we got to the, uh, it's like at this point we're hiked, we've hiked almost 10 miles. Um, and we get to what we think looks like the peak. Um, it's a, you know, a bunch of rocks. Usually at the peak, they put a stick and a bunch of rocks and it's got a sign. We'd already passed a sign that said, welcome to mountain or ptarmigan peak wilderness. And so we're like, all right, we're up in the wilderness. We're up in the mountains. This is like the hills are alive with the sound of music. It's amazing. The views are spectacular. Then we go up a little more and we get to the stick and we're like, hmm, like I wonder if we're at the top. At this point, usually when we come up to Colorado, my lungs are the ones that suffer, but my legs were like kind of stopping, <laughs> stopping, stopping their, their motion. And I was like, I don't know how much more I can do. So we sat there and we had like snacks and we enjoyed the view. And then we're like, should we keep going? Like we've already hiked about 10 miles, almost 11. Um, and I was just like, Mike and I were just like, but what if it's like right over? <laughs> what if it's like right over this hill? So I put our stuff back on and we're like, we're so close. We can't like give up now. So we keep walking and we get over one hill and we're not there yet. We get over another little hill and we're not there yet. It's like this slow, painful incline. Then clouds start coming in and then it starts hailing on us, put our rain jackets on. It's like hailing on us. And we're like, okay, it's like almost five o'clock. It's hailing on us. We should probably turn back around. We've been hiking like 12 miles at this point. Um, so yeah, we <laughs> turn around <laughs> and we start running back. Uh, and we're we're running like jogging because it's like, steep incline it's hailing and we're like okay let's kind of beat the rain so at this point we get closer to the bottom um and it's we get closer to the stick where it was kind of the the stick marked the top of the loop the stick with the rocks and so mike's like well we could i think this is that that right trail the one that's shorter on the way down and so we took the right trail on the way down it was the shorter way down um, totally less scenic views. So if you guys do this hike, pick the middle trail. It's got amazing views all the way up. Um, and then the other side is, uh, the loop and it's shorter down. So we kind of jogged down the mountain, um, and got to the bottom. When we got to the bottom, it was like a total of 16 miles that we'd hiked that day. So <laughs> I think we overdid it a little bit on the second day and like the first big hike, but we did get lost that first part. Um, and then we went down to Dillon, uh, back to Dillon and there was this cool little concert going on and it had free music. Uh, and there was this cool little band Docksiders. Uh, and so we listened to them. They played all these kind of old eighties, seventies, um, pop and like Rocky songs. And it was really cool. There was like all the community out. I love like small towns and those cool little community events. And so we were enjoying that. We were trying to feel hungry because we hadn't eaten much all day besides like the snacks and a little bit of breakfast. But we just weren't that hungry. Um, we'd done a lot of exercise and both playing tennis in college, we knew that if you do a lot of exercise, you're just kind of exhausted, then you're not going to be that hungry. So we were like, all right, well, this is good music. The sun started going down. We started getting cold. Mike was like cold and hot then cold and hot. He was kind of pale. Then he kind of turned red. Then it was like cold outside and he said he was cold. 
And then I like felt his arm and he was like burning hot. And I was like, interesting. So at this point, we're starting to feel kind of weird. <laughs> and we had get back in the car and start heading back to Copper. And we're like, well, we got to eat something. Like we got to try to eat something because we've just done like 16 miles of hiking in the wilderness. So we stop at this place called Pure Kitchen in Frisco, like a healthy kitchen. And we both get little tie bowls. And, like, it's good. The food's good, but we can hardly eat. Um, Mike took, like, two bites. I took, like, five or six. And we just took the rest to go. We get to the house. And then he is, like, burning up. Um, He's, like, so hot. And he's coughing. And I'm, like, I wonder if he's got altitude sickness. So, lo and behold, well, we look it up. And, lo and behold, um, this is what it says. (laughs) Altitude sickness occurs above 8,000 feet. It begins 24 hours after being in new altitudes, more than 2,500 meters above sea level. Symptoms include headache, feeling and being sick, throwing up, paleness, dizziness, tiredness, loss of appetite, shortness of breath, delusions or deliriousness. The symptoms are usually worse at night. So he's getting worse. It's nighttime. He's got like two thirds of those symptoms. Luckily, he's not throwing up and he's not delirious yet, but we had hardly eaten anything on the throw up note. And um, so I was like, oh, man, yeah, he's got altitude sickness. I had a bit of a headache because I get real dehydrated, guys. Just to know, before you go to Colorado, if you're hiking, even before you just go to relax, you should really, like, start drinking the week before. Um, Drink water, start hydrating the week before you head up to the mountains. That'll help a lot. Uh, So I didn't want to drive two hours back to Boulder that night, even though the best thing to do when you have altitude sickness like that is to just get below 8,000 feet. And we were sleeping above 9,000 feet at Copper. So I decided to wait the night. I didn't want one of us to fall asleep on the drive home or anything. The next morning, he felt just as bad. We got up, we got some oxygen cans and we drove, uh, which this is super cool, you guys. If you didn't know this, you can go buy an oxygen can at the store in Colorado and you just basically put it on your mouth and breathe in and it provides you with extra oxygen. So you can take it on hikes. They're obviously really light cans because they're just oxygen. So we got the oxygen cans and Starbucks <laughs> and then we drove out of the mountains. So um, here's a few more helpful tips. If you do get altitude sickness, stop, rest wherever you are. Don't go any higher for at least 24 to 48 hours. If you have a headache, take ibuprofen or paracetamol. I don't even know if I pronounced that right. But if you feel sick, take an anti-sickness medicine. Uh, You could do promethazine. Uh, Make sure you're drinking enough water. Rent oxygen, like I just said, and then go below 8,000 feet ASAP. Don't smoke, drink, um, or exercise anymore. Um, And by drink, I mean alcohol. Drink a lot of electrolytes. Get your salt back in. Um, Drink the all any kind of electrolyte you can get uh and hydration um little packets you can get um those will help a ton and like liquid ivs those are great that's actually the name of a brand it's like a little um electrolyte packet called liquid iv and those are like they taste really good and they they get me to drink water because i have a hard time so those are all things that can help it it usually goes away once you acclimate um but like we were up in the mountains, and the only thing you could do up there is hike. There was nothing else going on. So we decided to come back here where there was more stuff to do. Um, and then prescription medicines for altitude sickness or the acetalozamide. I'll link that, guys. That's a crazy name. And it can be used to reduce um, the severity of your symptoms. 
but it won't completely get rid of them. But that, that all helps. So as soon as we get out of the mountains, it's like a two-hour drive. Mike starts feeling better. And then we stop at, uh, we get to Susie's house. We go to dinner on Pearl Street. We try to eat food at this awesome Italian place called Pasta Jay's. Um, we had our liner. <laughs> I call that lunch and dinner's liner at four o'clock um, on Pearl Street. And at this point, what's really funny is Mike definitely had the altitude sickness and I felt less sick, but I could literally like this, my, um, like they're not called hip flexors, but my legs, uh, the side of my legs were so sore. And it was because we were kind of jogging down the mountain, um, kind of jumping on each side of the kind of U-shaped trail to avoid the rocks and kind of just jog down the mountain because it is so hard to walk down a really steep incline because you keep having to slow yourself down. So we kind of just jogged down and got down the trail in an hour and then I really felt it <laughs> the next day. So lesson learned, um, take it easy when you go up to the mountains, slowing inclines don't go right up to 14,000 feet don't hike you know longer than a couple hours each day get yourself acclimated drink plenty of water before um bring your electrolytes pack snacks just take it easy guys especially if you're coming from i mean we came from below sea level um so if you're coming from like florida or something really be mindful um and then there's this really cool app to keep you from getting lost all trails app they have a free version and a paid version and it's awesome it'll tell you where you are, how long you've gone. It'll show you all the trails, give you the details, um, tell you about parking, all the above. So it's called All Trails app and it's amazing. You can just download it on the app store. And then other things to do up in the mountains that we kind of had on the agenda that we didn't get to do were Free Music and Dylan. Um, the following night, there was a cool band called Motet. You guys may know them. They're like all over Apple Music and stuff. And then Vale also has a great farmer's market and art market on Sunday mornings. So that's Vale. And then any Royal Arch hike in Frisco and in Copper, um, the hikes are awesome. And then you could rent bikes in Leadville. I really wanted to do this, but next time. You can rent bikes in Leadville on this cool mining trail. It's about 10 miles, but it's a ton of fun. And then um, they have a bunch of happy hour deals and all these, like, you know, resorts for dinner. Uh, a place we did want to go to that we didn't get to was Bagnalia's or Bagnalis. I'll, I'll link it. My aunt recommended it from 3 p.m. to 6. They have awesome um, 50% off pizzas, salads, discounts on beer and cocktails Monday through Friday. So, um, those are just some fun places to hit up when you're down in the mountains or up in the mountains, haha, down off the mountain, but up in the mountains. Mm -hmm. And then Sunday, uh, we were back in Boulder. We were getting at, we were acclimated. We were feeling better, but we were still sore. Mike still was really exhausted, um, from our excellent adventure. So we decided to just kind of take advantage of all the other cool stuff there was to see around Boulder. We went to the CU Museum of Natural History. Um, we've ventured into a vegan festival um, near Pearl Street, and we actually had the best vegan dumplings I've ever had. This was hilarious. We walked up. We were like, ooh, a fried chicken truck. And um, they weren't selling any other fried chicken. They were just selling like their tater tots and stuff. And so we were kind of catching on to the vegan theme. And then we walked over to this dumpling truck because I know that my husband loves dumplings and uh he's like we only have vegan dumplings and I was like oh it's okay thanks I'm not really vegan and he told he looks at Mike and he goes what a handsome man and Mike's like we'll take a couple dumplings <laughs> so he can be easily bought just kidding but not really and we got some dumplings but they were actually really good and I got like a kombucha chai tea which was actually super good because I love chai tea and then we just walked Pearl Street um if you guys are in Boulder Pearl Street is like the fifth half of boulder um it's super cute and it's got 
very interesting people walking around, you know, playing with nunchucks and things like that. And, you know, the hippies. But we love them. And uh, they've got all these cool little stores. And then, like, some some mainstream chains, too. I mean, we love Ben & Jerry's. So we went and got Ben & Jerry's ice cream. There's this amazing kitchen store that I actually put a bunch of stuff on my registry from, Peppercorn. And it's got the coolest cookbooks. It's got games. It's got little gifts for people. It's got all the things you can imagine. It's so cute. We ended up actually getting my aunt as a little gift. A, um, a mon- We love Monopoly, our family. Um, or maybe I'm projecting that on my family. I love Monopoly. Uh, and I make my family play with me. But we got her this 14er Monopoly. So all the 14,000 feet uh, mountains we put on the... Uh, we put on the they are put on the game so we got her that and then there's one more store that my brother and I always love it has really funny t-shirts it's called where the buffalo roam and we went in there and got her a, a t-shirt that has all the mountains and all the 14 uh thousand feet mountains so uh we had a really good time on pearl street and we just kind of spent the day chilling uh monday uh august 29th gotta say this like a diary you guys on monday august 29th which was yesterday we um went to the Denver Art Museum. We were like, okay, we're we're getting into the art and we want to go see some more. So we went over to Denver and we went to their art museum. It's like $16 for the whole day. It's actually pretty reasonable. And there's so many cool exhibits. We saw Georgia O'Keeffe, her photography, and it had a few of her paintings there. We saw a cool exhibit on the age of armor and it showed you armor throughout the centuries. Um, Carla Fernandez, Casa de Moda. This was like Mexican um, couture art. It was kind of neat. And we saw like three or four other exhibits. I mean, you could spend the whole day in there. There's so many that there's so many exhibits that like the original that are the original exhibits of the museum. And then they always change out the new ones. They have two big buildings. So just go there, explore. If you're looking for something fun to do in Denver, the art's beautiful. Um, There was a bunch of awesome like I love 18th century, 19th century art, um, impressionism, and then uh, even the older stuff, portraits and all that of just um, famous Queen Elizabeth, King King Henry VIII, all that. They have beautiful art there. So go check that out. And then I did actually, because the iPhones are creepy um, and listen to us while we're talking, we were talking about what to do in Denver. And I looked at my phone and it's like, what? I opened Facebook and it's like, what to do in Denver? And it showed us that there was one of the immersive experiences at um, a place called Lighthouse Art Space in Denver. And they had King Tut on the Pharaohs of Egypt. And then they also had the Van Gogh one, which I didn't realize later because I've been wanting to see the Van Gogh one. But we got tickets to King Tut and it was actually pretty neat. Um, the only thing I would say, and we make it a priority to be honest with you guys about our D recommendations is, I mean, if you compare it to like Denver Art Museum, which maybe I shouldn't compare it to that because Denver Art Museum is awesome. It's like $16 to go around the whole day in the Denver Art Museum. This was for Mike and I, it was like 80 bucks. And I thought that it was going to take you through a couple rooms or do a bunch of changes and tell you this crazy story, kind of like an IMAX movie. It hardly said anything and it kind of changed scenes maybe like 10 times. And it was kind of just, I felt like it was kind of really short, like 15, 20 minutes. And like for 80 bucks, it was kind of like, mm. so, but the lighting is really cool. I imagine once the technology becomes more like popular and widely used that they'll make it a little cheaper, but it was a cool experience. Um, I'll link some, I'll link that and I'll show some videos. I do want to go to the Van Gogh one. Um, I've heard like mixed reviews about it, but I do really want to see that because his paintings are spectacular. 
And then we were, since we were in Denver, we were getting ready to go visit my brother at his new house. And um, he said we were going to stop for food first. And they recommended this awesome um, Greek place, Mazevo. And uh, it's, we had lamb kebabs. We had a little plate where we tried all the other like foods, um, the hummus and the different dips they offer, their olives. And oh my gosh, it was amazing. Like, I don't think that Greek food is my favorite. Um, I don't dislike it, but it's just something I don't always think of for dinner. And we, it's like we had had Italian, we'd had Mexican. Uh, so we were like, let's try something new. And it was amazing. And it was a super cute little date night spot, super aesthetically pleasing when you walk in. Um, and honestly, our service was like amazing, <laughs> maybe because we came at five o'clock and we were like the only people in there. But it was honestly amazing. Um, some other recommendations if you guys don't like Greek food or if you're just down in Denver for a couple nights, Avanti or Happy Camper. It's in the Highlands and it's like a hip young spot. Um, you can pretty much get whatever you want there. It's kind of like a not like a food court because it's it's better than that, but it's kind of that cool vibe. And then um, Tupelo Honey is in the heart of downtown Denver, and they have good southern food. Adelitas is an awesome Mexican restaurant, and uh, I've been there before with my brother and Jess, and it's amazing. Um, and so those are some of the cool restaurants that you can go to. There's also a really good ice cream place that's by Avanti, and it's called Little Man <laughs> Ice Cream. <laughs> so that's if you guys like ice cream, because if you haven't caught on, we're obsessed with ice cream. So um, that's a great, those are all great places to go if you're in Denver. And then on the note of Boulder, going back to Boulder, if you guys are back in Boulder, feeling good, um, we're going to try to do one of these hikes today, actually, and a couple throughout the week. Here's some other hikes, uh, Dowdy Draw, Marshall Mesa, Heil Ranch and then Hall Ranch. They're different. El Dorado Springs State Park in South Boulder and then Button Rock near Lyons. So those are some other hikes and I can't wait to fill you guys in on the second half of our Boulder, um, Denver, Copper, Colorado trip adventures. Um, family starts coming in today. So I can't wait to fill you guys in um, and then, you know, do a wrap up of the great state of Colorado before we head out to Mexico. Love you guys. We hope you're having a great week and we hope you're traveling, making fun travel plans and making the best out of your staycations wherever you are. Love you guys. Have a great week. Bye.